Hey everyone, welcome back to Open Lines Radio. Oh man, it has been a while. It's been a long while since we uh, chatted. Um, life's been kind of crazy and uh, things have been going on and, and I've been kind of going through a, a moment of blah, I guess you could say. Um, just haven't really felt motivated to uh, contribute much. Um, I haven't felt, really haven't felt in the spirit spirit to contribute much. Um, haven't wanted to bring people down uh, with, with any kind of negative energy I might have been experiencing, but I'm feeling like things are turning around and it's time to um, really, you know, get, get this thing back and up and running. I felt like I was connecting with so many people for a long time and, and I'm really missing those connections. So, what we're going to be doing here with Open Lines Radio is, um, if you've been a long-time listener, welcome back. If you're a new-time listener, welcome. I'm glad you found us. Um, for you, for you, long-time listeners, uh, you know that we used to do uh, a lot of different um, individual podcasts, a lot of independent podcasts uh, that we would we would broadcast here. Uh, for now, we're going to just stick with this. We're going to stick with Open Lines, the Open Lines podcast. Um, I do want to give you a voice, though, if you have something you would like to add, if you would like to uh, chat with me, if you would like to contribute to the conversation, please send me a direct message on Instagram at HoboSafeCamp. That's where you can find me. My name is Mark. I don't know if I said that. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at OpenLinesRadio. You can DM there, or you can send a uh, send an email to HoboSafeCamp at gmail.com. Those are all ways to get in touch with me. And we'll set something up because uh, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what everybody has to say. However, there are going to be some some things I don't really want to get into. I don't want to deal with politics. I don't want to really deal with uh, COVID too much. I don't want to deal with, especially if it's dealing with the vaccine. I don't want to talk about anything that's going to divide people. So let's talk about things that will bring people together. Let's talk about some uplifting things. Let's talk about things that you've gone through in your life and you've overcome and and how overcoming those hardships has put you in this better place and how uh, o- overcoming those hardships and your story might help other people. Um, let's talk about crazy things that have ha- crazy things that have happened to you. Let's talk about um, you, you have some ghosts living at your house. Have you seen some aliens? Have you been on a magic carpet ride? Anything that's kind of fun. I'm tired of the heavy. What's pushed me away the most is the heavy. Um, I'll, I'll be honest on, on social media, I've been, uh, unfollowing people on both sides of the aisle, people that I agree with people that I disagree with. I just can't take the political arguing anymore. I can't take arguing over the vaccine. I can't, I don't know. I don't care where you sit. I don't care where, what side of the, the argument you fall on. I'm just so overhearing about it. I'm ready to move past this and I'm ready to, Talk about things that bring us together rather than divide us. So that's what we've got today. We're going to be talking to um, my wife, my best friend, my partner in crime. She's been with me for, we did, we realized today that we've been together for 17 years. We, we, if we were, if our relationship was a person, it would be a senior in high school. And she's going to, she's, uh, she had a stroke recently and she's going to talk a little bit about that, but also about um, overcoming that and, and uh, how being on the other side of that is um, 
has changed her and, and how she's seeing life a little differently. Um, I want to talk to you about these things. So we're, we're going to get to that in a minute. So uh, another change that I want to talk to you about is SoundCloud. For those of you who have been listening on SoundCloud, you will still be able to listen to new episodes on SoundCloud. Um, I think the I think three at a time. The, the most recent three will be there. So if that's where you subscribe, you'll still be able to listen. Uh, I would suggest getting a different uh, podcast app um, and or Podbean or something like that and following there. That's going to be the going forward. That's going to be where you're going to get all of your most recent episodes. SoundCloud just got to be a little bit too much, a little overwhelming, a little bit more than this little uh, podcast could afford to pay for every month. And so you're, so what that means, too, is all of those past podcasts are no longer there. And um, I think they're still available on Podbean. You're just going to have to search for them a little bit if you want to go back to listen to, like, Between Blue Worlds or um, uh, Fireside Chats or, you know, any of those older podcasts we used to do. Now, if you want to um, get all of my podcasts, all the ones that I've been a part of, I've haven't, I, I don't have everybody's there because I don't own the content. Everyone owned their own content going into this, so that's why they're kind of, um, I'm kind of letting them go into the world. But if you want to get all of my old content, all my old podcasts, they're all categorized. You can join on Patreon or support us on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. Everything's in a category. You can listen to all the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfires. You can listen to all of the uh, streaming consciousnesses. You can listen to the um, Shake It Out that I did with Soraya the Great. I'm hoping to still continue our conversations with Soraya the Great here on Open Lines Radio as we move on into the future. And so those there's still those fun things to look forward to. But all of those are categorized and easy to find on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Hobo Safe Camp. So go check that out. Go support us there. Follow us on Instagram at Hobo Safe Camp and Open Lines Radio and uh, www.openlinesradio.com is where you can always find the new episode and, and the link to that. So I guess that's it. That's all I have to say. Um, let's just jump into this. This is uh, Holly talking with me. And uh, yeah, I want to tell you this. Like, I've been getting episodes taken down i'm in trouble i'm on, i'm walking a fine line where if, if i violate another copyright of music they're going to kick me off the podbean platform so enjoy this public domain music transition i'll chat with y'all on the other side been um I'm listening to a lot of audiobooks lately like what um a lot because i always loved reading but my eyes have been so crappy lately and i just ha- haven't had a lot of free time to sit and read on the side like you need to read so i've been listening to uh audiobooks in my car 
And the one I'm listening to now is I'm listening to the um, the King James version of the Bible. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I figured um, this book uh, so dominates at least American culture and the culture that I grew up around. I thought, well, I better. I'd, I'd, I'd like to actually. I'd like to read it, but I if, if I can't do that. I'll I'll listen to it, and I'm I'm not too far into it. And uh, there's a lot of. Uh, so-and-so begetting so-and-so it's pretty dry <laughs> and, uh, a lot of begetting a lot of begetting and a lot of what does uh, it mean ages. to beget <clears throat> I, I believe it's uh to give birth to or, spawning yeah spawning hmm. and uh, i don't know so far it just seems like it's a uh they're like they're giving the lineage of the so it's gonna i can see it's getting there like right now they're setting it up to uh they're setting up these these this lineage of, all right. Well, this comes from this line of people, and this comes from this line of people, and you can you can see that the uh, the villains and heroes are are being set up. It's still the early says I'm not even to Moses yet, so I mean we're still early. We just had the flood, really early on. So it's almost like a scientific etymology of things that beget other things. Yes, yeah, or people who beget other people. Right, and which will become certain tribes, I believe, in the in the in future chapters. And has it shaped new opinions in your mind? Not yet. I'm not far enough into it. Hmm. I'm just noticing the beginning is. Uh, I don't know it's pretty lame. It's just a list of names. It is pretty lame. And years that they lived, which leads me to um, also ask the question: Do you think like they have like these people in the early? chapters of the bible living to like hundreds of years old do you think they just had a different idea of the length of a day or well, did, they, did people really live that long back then it's hard to say there weren't microplastics in our diet and there were fewer uv rays giving us all malignancies right but you were also having to live in the wilderness that's true i'm not sure it's a real thinker, Mark. And then, and then, it's a real thinker. And then, this, this, and, then, and then also, like, God, like, just keeps setting humans up to fail. He's kind of mean, huh? It's like, it's like here's this great... And, and here's the thing. This is something I noticed. God says to Adam, you spread your seed. Your, your seed will go on forever. But this was before they ate of the fruit. So it's like you kind of needed the fall to spread the seed, right? Or were they going to like, I don't know, it seems like like he set them up with that whole tree of, of, uh, a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, because they finally had something to talk about, and that's what got them getting down to business. And it's, it seems a little like, mystery it seems between like, them to talk about. It seems about. like every time... Humanity has fallen, that God has punished humanity. God's always set him up to fail. I have a big problem with the treatment of Lot's wife. Shouldn't have looked back. Come on. <laughs> that's right where I got to. That's right where I am right now. I've, Lot's wife has just turned into me. a pillar of it's salt. always bothered me. Oh, like what? Don't look behind the curtain of the great Oz God? Or what? I think I think it was just God not wanting to uh, uh, admit, be witnessed admit, in his well, ass battery. Yeah, 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 
be witnessed in his destruction of the things he created. Like she wasn't going to know afterwards without looking? Hey, I don't know. I mean, there's the whole. I just, I feel like it's a real cheap shot. Women in general are treated terrible in the Bible. I'm not even that far into it, and women are owned uh, by men, basically. Yeah. A bunch of hogwash. Yeah. So that's me. That's what I've been up to lately. Um, I know you've been up to a lot. You've been. Well, you haven't been up to a lot. A lot's been going on with you. I don't know how much you want to talk about it. I don't know uh, if you want to go there, if you want to talk about some other things and, and maybe. I don't know. I don't just want to like jump right in and start blapping. But it's definitely been a perspective shift and a good check-in um, with my values um, let's, well, let, let's just, uh, let's talk about what happened a little bit. You had a stroke? I had two strokes. There are three different kinds of strokes that you can have. I had two of the worst of the three simultaneously, which should be a medical impossibility, but somehow my brain pulled it off. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Why did my brain try to murder me? Not exactly sure. <laughs> but it did. But it did, and you're here today. I am here that today. That was, what, four weeks ago? Yes. A medical right? anomaly. Four weeks ago today. Yes. That that happened, so a month ago. Yes. And I have been overwhelmed by the love and support of the people around me and people who hardly know me. Um, and I've also been fairly disappointed with some of the antics of the American healthcare system. Right. So there's been good and there's been bad, but definitely been a lot to think about. Well, you just had uh, a, an initial uh, consultation with the home health care um, physical therapist, and you were told that you don't qualify for it, like you, that you're basically a medical miracle of recovery. And, you, and, and and I believe, anyway, that it's been because you've done it on your terms and not necessarily... I mean, and I'm not, I don't want to say go against your doctor's practices, but no, you know what's... No, but you are your own best advocate in pretty much all things in your life, especially medical and health care, as I am learning. I was argumentative with a doctor, and then I felt bad. I thought, am I being a jerk? Am I doing myself harm by disagreeing with, obviously, a very educated well-versed, smart-practiced physician. Um, I stuck to my guns, I got my way, and it turned out to work out the best way possible for me, with me basically being given a clean slate and a do-over, and it's amazing. But I had to stand up for myself. Right, so so I don't want to go into the details uh, of what happened, but so basically you had... You had a stroke. You went to the hospital. They did. Uh, what, what was the, the procedure? I had a double thrombectomy. A double thrombectomy. You were in the hospital. After about five days, um, the neurologist had cleared you to go home. But the, uh, the discharging doctor on duty refused to do so. He was trying to put you into uh, a nursing home, basically, for at least another week for physical therapy. Um, you had a complete freak out. 
and, and attempted to leave against doctor's orders or however they call it, uh, against doctor's against advice. Against medical, medical advice. advice. They call it AMA. And after talking to um, someone else in the hospital who was a, a lovely person who helped. A wonderful uh, advocate we, and ally. We, we were able to talk about some other options um, because options were never anything that was presented to you. It was like, this is what you're going to do without your mental health being taken into account. So you were there for two more days waiting for um, a home physical therapy to be approved so you can be discharged and you've been discharged and when the home physical therapy finally showed up to do their initial assessment they say you don't qualify for it because you're you don't need it i am apparently too healthy balanced smart and articulate to fit this uh pigeonhole of qualifications and deductible nonsense whatever their algorithm for how they make all the money i don't know something didn't fit Shucky darn, sorry about that. <laughs> but it's just been really eye-opening that um, I figured it would be a little more transactional, and I expected that they would like put us in a room and kind of explain our options, almost like a car sale, talk about you know what well, I'm actually dealing room. with or what the next couple weeks and months might look like for me, but they did none of that. They, he just said, well, if you want to leave against my advice, then you can walk right out with no assistance, no wheelchair, no walker. And if you fall, then I wash my hands of you. And I thought, that's so cruel. Just because I don't want to spend another week in a bed staring at the ceiling with millions of strangers touching me. Between the ICU and the neuro ward, there was a new set of six people every three hours touching my hands, my face, my feet, asking me personal questions. It was a lot because I, I'm a friendly person, but I'm not per se a people person in that sense. It was daunting. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. But, but you knew all along that you were just ready to go home and that your best healing would be home healing uh, instead of in a hospital setting healing. And that's not to say that the, the staff at the hospital was, I don't, I don't even want to get into most where it was or what happened, but most of the people were great. And I mean, I had a few rough days in the hospital where I felt like, oh, I didn't feel like myself. But now that I, you know, once I got in my own environment and was kind of left to my own devices to see what I was still capable of, I realized, oh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm still in here. I think... To close that topic out, I will just say it has just proven to me, um, impromptu brain surgery later, that the same is still true. Say things that are positive and then do them. And words count and words matter. And don't say negative things and put negative things in the heads of people at their most vulnerable. Be kind. Well said. Well said. Not to, not to harp on the medical... Uh, community, but um, there does need to be more of a, a give and take between, um, I think, medical advice. Like you had one of your neurologists says that he they treat the patient, not the picture, and they, where they couldn't, some things that, that that were coming through on your charts weren't making any sense, but they could see that you were at least one or two doctors could see that you were okay, 
and ready to go and we're ready to move beyond it. But there was just that one person who's the one that's ha there was so one happens who was to telling be the nurses one. I couldn't walk while I was standing in the middle of the room. It's the one who happens to be the one in charge of making sure the hospital gets paid and it makes money <laughs> is the one. So there's, there's, there's the whole money-making aspect of the medical profession that um, they may not necessarily be looking out for your better uh, needs as opposed to making money. And, and I'll leave it at that as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, and I but. also met some angels that absolutely meant everything along the way. Right. I think my surgeon bent the laws of physics to arrive there in time. I'm not quite sure how he did it. Maybe he knows some alien technology or something. Yes, there were definitely people who saved your life and who were true heroes. And then there were people on the back end who were trying to milk uh, you for as much as possible. Weird times. So what is going through that um, brought to your perspective now? Like how, how, what, how has that changed you? How has that changed kind of how you view life and how you well, see things? Just reading over my own notes and trying to learn what words mean just for my own diagnosis. Just like Googling I've learned words. a ton about the human brain and it's just amazing how the vascular system functions like a great river Nile that brings water to like this huge region that is everything that makes you you and every little tributary is attached to like memories and stimulus and your ability to stand on a chair or do any random things and it just only needs to be cut off for a second for that to kind of shrivel up and go into stress hydration is key and electrolytes are very important <laughs> that's what i've learned <laughs> I, well well you know you did, um, I think at that point when that happened, you think you were drinking more Coca-Cola than water. I don't know if that's entirely true. I tried to keep a one-in-one -one ratio to my can of Coke and my bottle of water. But it's just interesting because I've been in botany and kind of biological science for most of my life, I was just surprised to learn how much our human brain functions like a plant and how these different... It's the same thing as like... You give your plant, you know, you have your NPK, your nitrogen, your phosphorus, and like your brain runs on almost the same thing without enough of one of those. Like it literally can't carry the electrical charge from synapse to synapse. It's amazing. It's yeah. so much like a plant doing just like ATP synthase. They're basic every, every cellular function. That's our brain. We're very much like a plant. The brain really is a tree. Well, I take my uh, chlorophyll every day, so I feel like a plant. <laughs> <laughs> You're an obvious uh, one plant. Thing, one thing, too, um, as you were talking, that I wish you would have gotten to see it. You didn't get to see it. Um, the the doctor who who uh, came and did the surgery on you, um, you know, he called on. He they had him on speakerphone uh, when you that you were there, and, and they were telling me he was he was called me. Or he called and they put him on speakerphone so I could talk to him. And he was saying, I'm on my way. My job is to save your wife. <laughs> and I'll be there in 15 minutes. And he was kind of explaining the procedure and what they were going to do while they were driving. But while he was driving in there, you know, like killing two birds with one stone, he was going through everything he was going to do so he didn't have to have like the consultation 
once he got there, they can you can go straight into the surgery. But then um, afterward, when he came out to talk to me as I was sitting in the waiting room, he showed me the pictures. He had them on his phone um, of your brain. The, I think it was the CT scan before and after. And uh, the before picture showed, um, you know, like you were, you were talking about, like, uh, it, it's it's like seeing like a, like 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 a river like it's like, it's like a, a map. beaver dam it was like a, a map with rivers and the whole um right side of your brain was just this white blank and the left side had like the tributaries and the branching out where you could see like the the, the blood flow and then after he had taken after they had gone and done the surgery and removed the clot suddenly you see that blood flow to the other side of your brain and it was like you know all branching out um and it's it's crazy how um there was like no blood flow to that side of your brain for maybe two hours and how you've bounced back immediate revascularization is what the note said thank goodness yeah but it's weird because I had a block caused by a clot in my artery. but And that was one thing. But I also had this huge bleed that was called a subarachnoid hemorrhage, which happens between the layers of your brain. So it's almost like, you know how you have bruises, but then you have hematomas where the blood's kind of like under the skin and has to get reabsorbed? Mm-hmm. It happened between the layers of tissue. Huh. So it's a weird thing to have both. Yeah, yeah. But but, would you say now that you've been through all that? Um, I know I keep kind of saying it, like like just, I just I'm just I'm just interested to see how you to know how you see the world differently, or if you do at all, or because you know you bounce back pretty quick where you're you got back to uh, pretty much doing normal activities you know, fairly soon after leaving the hospital. Um, and so do, do you feel... I think that was important because that was showing me that I could still do the things I like to do, which was different than hearing all the buzz going on around me of different doctors and nurses talking about what is wrong with me, what should be wrong with me, what I can't do. How young you are. How young you are. Yeah, if one more person tells me I'm too young. Yeah, tell me about it. I was in the middle of my life on a Tuesday morning. But you, in your research, um, after having a stroke, have found out that you're not really that young. I mean, it I'm is a I'm not really that young, and it's very, it's the most common killer of Americans. But there are a few surprising cases. Um Malcolm in the Middle's Frankie Muniz and our beloved mother of dragons, Amelia Clark, both suffered subarachnoid hemorrhages very similar to mine. Um, they also both had two strokes each at 26. But they were both 26 when it happened? Uh-huh. Hmm. Both of them had much worse symptoms than me. Um, both of them forgot their names and were unable to speak anything other than gibberish. They have since recovered. Do you need to take that phone call? Um, yeah, I think I will. Thank All right. you. All right, we're back. So we're, this is, while we may have um, gone into our new podcast space,
the distractions are just as many. <laughs> My son's come in. The phone's been ringing. The cricket, the stray the, cricket um, in the lizard that cage. the lizard can't seem to find and eat. There he or she is. Yeah, I know he was going up in my Zoom meeting yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So it still sounds like this reminds Just me back pretend to we're the, out in the old <laughs> back to the old tarot hut wilderness. Couple crickets, couple <laughs> dogs in the background. Good times. So what else? What else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to keep talking about? Not really. I mean, it's kind of hard to get past it now. It was kind of a big thing, and but I hate for all of my thoughts and all of my conversations to preface with the big event. <laughs> yeah, so you're ready to move on. I am. I'm ready to get back to normal and get refocused. I appreciate little things, just extra, extra muchly. Yeah, I said it. You sure, you sure are crying a lot more than you Yeah, used to. I am emotional. Every little thing. But I always have been emotional. <laughs> um, the sound of like people even acting like they're genuinely crying, that's it, I'm done. I will cry with everyone on TV, even <laughs> if they're terrible actors. But you kind of get this new vision of how beautiful everything is. I'm going to cry talking about it now. <laughs> well, well. And how delicate everything is. Well, speaking of that, do you see, uh, like, so here's where, where I, what's been happening with me lately, and this is where you're, here's where I'm going to glom onto something that's happened with you and it's also helped me see things differently, being so close to seeing you go through this, is, and, and I've been, I've been, kind of uh, distant from social media and from uh, this podcast it also and for a while and just uh, and it's just more of I've mean, been having a really hard time um, finding a connection with people like I used to be able to and I don't know if that says something about me or the world or because, you, know, you know, seven, five, seven years ago, I felt like I was connecting with everybody. I felt I was in sync. I felt like I had something to say and to offer. And maybe this past year, I felt kind of distant and um, like like I, I, I didn't have, like, I don't know, the, the social media has kind of pushed me away where I just haven't been, I haven't been able to feel the, the online connection like I used to be able to well, feel. Well, it's been altered. The closeness we used to have with each other as a community has been changed. What do you think is the... Well, we have to keep physical distance. No one can see our faces anymore. Which, I mean, it shouldn't be that big of a hindrance, but how many people are tuned into someone's vibes without watching their facial expressions? And so there's almost like a tone deafness of just being physically around other people. But do you think that's translating into the digital world? Because like that was like, we, sh we can communicate face-to-face -face digitally without masks. Well, and we, look that at the recent data. It's been proven that Facebook and Instagram and all these things have sinister side effects that they're well aware of and they do nothing to stop. And so if just two or three of those are exposed, how many aren't exposed? Things that we don't even know we're being programmed to just kind of like 
kind of bristle against other people for. It's true. And the whole political climate, I, I've started um, unfollowing people, um, whether I agree, people that I agree with and disagree with, just because I just can't handle uh, the political rhetoric anymore. We've all lost people that we really care about and respect from being just complete polar opposites on something. I've lost people and then that there's I respect all these that I agree nuances, with. Yeah. Because I just can't all in between take it there anymore. too. America itself is in a really tough spot. Humanity is also in a tough spot. Compassion is like trying to hold on for dear life somewhere in there in the middle of a totally toxic shit show. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out how to how to get back to it. How do I get back to that connection? I want to connect with people the way I used to connect. I just don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're not meant to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where our next where our place in the world is and where our next um, where where the next adventure starts because uh, like like I said like seeing this this happen it's it's hit me that we've really been pretty stagnant for a while um, and, and kind of on a loop and and a lot of it has to do with COVID and when and when quarantine started and and getting you know, like you say, like going in indoors and not being able to be around people. But then once uh, restrictions and things started lifting, we're our, we're like have created this rut that we were in. And it's time to like. Well, I'm going to share with you something that Hannah told me when I was sitting with her about a month ago. I had a good visit with her and I was going off about all these things I wanted to do to change the world and my big vision of how things should be. And she was like, why do you think that any of those things are your job and your responsibility to fix the world? And I think you get caught in that too. You are constantly trying to define who and what you are and what you want to do. And sometimes it's really heavy stuff. And it might be too much for one person in one lifetime to roll something that heavy the other way. Yeah, it might take multiple lifetimes because I can't seem to get enough players together to, <laughs> to roll through this one. You've had some pretty major players. Yeah, I just can't keep the... I have a hard time keeping the it's gang hard. together. It's hard to keep momentum in anything. But I have faith that you will. Well, I have faith that you will as well. You're the one that's been off social media for uh, a very long time. So maybe you'll get back as well and... I think I think people really value your words and well, and opinions and take that? on things. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but I've just really found um, a lot of healing and solace, being present in the moment. And I don't know you get caught up, and you're like you, you you get caught in that. You're getting a lot of reaction and a lot of response, and then you feel like. Am I oversharing? Should I share everything? Is this aesthetic enough to share? Am I posting too much? Is this relevant? Am I not posting enough? Right, because I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to like, I don't, you see these accounts and it's all just a show off of someone's beautiful life with their beautiful food and their beautiful boat, you know, or something. And they take pictures and it's like, yeah, it's aesthetic and yeah, it's great. But like, I don't ever want to make anyone feel like, left out of anything in, I don't know. I just got a little 
emotionally overtaxed from it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But, you know, that's good. It's good to step away when you when you feel like you need to step away. Yeah. Nobody owes anybody anything. And recognize anything. that it's a choice. That your social media personality isn't the real you. It's a projection. And projections can be so very dangerous. For both the perceiver and the projectionist. Here's what I want to say about this cricket. This is one wily motherfucker. <laughs> this guy's been hiding from and, and and more power to him. Like he's escaped the tongue of this of a voracious leopard gecko. This leopard gecko who like I don't know, like he's annoying, but He's a survivor. <laughs> he's, he's, I know now you got me wanting to like find him in there and set and him free. Him. <laughs> just for, it this far, just buddy. for posterity, like <laughs> go get him, little man. He's gonna have to come out of that hiding place at some point for water. I'm gonna free him. Free the cricket. You know, I spent um, my it was it's weird. I grew up in Southern California for the first twelve years of my life before we moved to Utah. And there were crickets in our house um, in Southern California. They'd get in our closet and they'd do that chirping all night long. And then when we moved to Utah, it wasn't so much. But those crickets, I've never been able to find one when I've heard them chirping. Did your grandparents keep a lucky cricket on the hearth? No. Almost every family in my extended family has a lucky cricket on the hearth. Like what? Like a, it's like a ceramic thing? It's a brass. Or, oh, it's brass? My grandparents was brass. I think my aunt has a wooden one from Norway or something. Hmm. What is the, the cricket? How is the cricket lucky? Um, I don't know for a fact. I always associate it with my grandpa talking about Jiminy Cricket and just always letting your conscience be your guide. But there's probably some more folklore answer about a lucky cricket. Huh. What was yours? Did you have a lucky cricket in your house? My mom has a similar brass one that my grandma does, but I... Nope, she does keep it on the mantle over the fireplace, which is the hearth. I'm going to look up this lucky cricket. Good fortune, vitality, and prosperity. It worked. I'm here. Well, we need to get a lucky cricket. We have one. He doesn't shut up. <laughs> we have a real life. Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Hiding from the. Hiding from the beast. The beast. Well, what do you think? Was this, this was a good. Uh, I hope I didn't just ramble. and Well, I did. I know I did. That's okay. That's what it's all about. It helps to talk about it. Thank That's you. That's what it's all about. Hopefully it helps some people to hear it. Um take care of yourself you're not too young for things to happen to no and you know also in my research i discovered that you hear about heat stroke but with the climate change and stuff it's actually becoming more and more prevalent for you to have an actual like hemorrhage kind of stroke like a real stroke not just a heat stroke from overexertion dehydration and overexposure to extreme temperatures so don't go too crazy out there yeah, you're, we're humans. We're humans, and we are in a crisis where 
our very beings and physical bodies are being forced to adapt. And it, it's a crisis that's not going to change. Evolutionary. It's evolutionary. This is like major right. evolutionary changes. And, and we're in the early phases of it. So um, human evolution will eventually adapt, but it's going to be kind of crazy for uh, the people living through it now. So keep your wits about keep you. Keep your wits about you. And drink your water. Take your vitamins. No more Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, this is nice. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me.